sure, sure. <laughs> I, I can't get canceled because you, you have nothing to cancel. What do you mean? <laughs> Nobody pays me to do this shit. Fuck you. Are you going to cancel me from my own free show that I do? Fuck you. <laughs> free show that I offer you? <laughs> yeah, get fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Is that how we're starting this live stream? That sucks. <laughs> well, mm. Okay. Fine. I don't want to start like it all. Elon? Bad. I don't oh, want to start it all. Yourself. Because what I, I, I <laughs> seriously, I want to bring out the joy of comics in this in this series that we're starting, Henry. Okay. You know, all right, all right. It's really, positive. what I want to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I kind of want to try to be positive, and it. it, it's it. it can be difficult for me. It is. Mm-hmm. It is difficult for me mm-hmm. because I'm typically a negative, pessimistic fuck. <laughs> You've had to be sort of like a oh, armor, man. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I want to I want to just really try to focus on the positive here and what we're doing. And uh, Henry, for this first episode um, of what name did we land on? Uh, Keeping up with up. comics. Yeah. Woo! Keeping up with comics. Episode one. Henry, do you kind of want to just tell the listeners our mission? Lay it out for them here. What we're doing is going back to our local comic shops and picking up new releases. Brand new. You know, yeah, I, I, I like going back uh, back to, you know, series or storylines that, mm-hmm. that bring me back to my childhood. I love rereading stuff. Um, we all right do. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, that, you know, that I only have a very limited amount of time that I can spend reading books and and I, I have a very it. limited amount of money that I could spend. And on. limited amount of money, <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. So, on so I can just just go. I want, if I want to get into a new new uh, new comics, I, I can't do it the way I did when I was, you know, a teenager with all this extra income. Where I'm you just go, you adult. go to the rack and you just you walk out having spent eighty dollars, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and you walk out with a dozen books or something. Well, more than um, that because they were two ninety nine back then. Oh, yeah, twenty <laughs> bucks or something. Yeah, um, yeah, it was like you 20, know, yeah, 30 bucks, man. yeah. There was a, there was a moment in my life where I was able to do that a little, but not so much these days. Um, mm-hmm. However, I still really want to know what's going on in new comics these days. I want to I want to just be in on it a little bit, and I felt mm-hmm. lately the last few years, um, I'm I'm just lost on it on what's going on, and and this needs to be fixed <laughs> and that's, on that's part of the goal here as well is just to like inform myself and hopefully um you know maybe inform some other people that are listening and give them some good recommendations right um i think part of the hobby is sometimes dropping off a little bit uh chilling out because you can't consistently go and spend 80 to 100 dollars. well especially now that these books are costing almost 10 dollars each mm-hmm. for the most part um well, you know you're Henry, getting, well, the last the last time you were really like um plunking down hard for new books what was going on in comics at that time oh i remember exactly what, what were it the was. big stories and stuff for dc the biggest one when i was spending that amount of money and not like you know not just here and, and not picking up keys every every time our first appearance when i was buying for story and i was keeping up with it i was reading uh blackest night dc's uh you know green lantern event mm-hmm 
I was buying all the uh, all the DC uh, Green Lantern books at the time too. So Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps, Tales of Green Lantern Corps, um, and then at Marvel, it was I almost, um, I almost got hit by a car and killed trying to get my Blackest Night trade signed. Oh shit! <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> uh, uh, the other one was um, at Marvel. It was uh, Annihilation. So I was reading all that Annihilation and Annihilation Conquest stuff. Yeah. That was a long uh, World, time ago, dude. World War Hulk. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, quite, ever since then, though, like I, I kind of dropped off after spending too much money, and then like dating at the time because that always, whenever you you know you're dating, <laughs> there goes my money. Uh, so I dropped off a little bit, and I was only picking up stuff here and there for like the next couple of years until, yeah, um, it kind of just wears down, and then I come back years later and pick up where I left off with these $200 tabs every week or every month or whatever it was. But you do have, you do keep up a little bit and you have some knowledge. What with your trade. You now know, I have to, yeah, <laughs> now I have to keep have up to know what's going on. And mm-hmm. I appreciate that because I'm going to have a lot of questions for you probably as this series goes. <laughs> yeah. Goes along. And we're like, Henry, what the fuck is going on here? You're going to uh-huh. hear that. <laughs> I try to keep up, but it's almost impossible to do that because yeah. Even though I'm in the comic business now, um, right. it's hard to find the time to do that because I'm also cleaning and pressing books. I'm also having right. to keep up with being able to sell an older story that maybe is worth a little bit more than just cover price. Mm-hmm. However, um, I I want to drop all that bullshit from our from our thoughts and from mm-hmm. our reading process here. You know what this is about is just reading a comic and enjoying it right we're not i don't want to discuss you know speculations and value like i let's just get into some stories and see how these fucking stories see what the stories are like right that's what i want to do see what's going on in the stories well you know we'll talk also you know we're going to be talking business and behind the scenes stuff and news and current events and stuff like that but as far as the books that we're reviewing, I'm going to be looking at them and reviewing them purely on the story. The story, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And so what we're doing, like we said, we can't break the bank and buy a bunch of comics each week. So we're each just picking one single, simple, fucking floppy comic book off the racks each week. <laughs> Henry will pick one title. I'll pick one title. We will pick go get them we will read them and review them on this show and that's kind of the meat of it right Mm -hmm. and so we've got our books here for this week for the week of let's see it's uh, december 7th right now so books came out yesterday and the day before tuesday and wednesday books come out so we're going to be here thursdays we're going to pick up our books on tuesdays and wednesdays we're going to be here thursdays talking about them that's about as fast as we can get this (laughs) before we go forward i i want to make a couple of points the first point is that this isn't just for this this podcast i I think i see this as being helpful to new collectors and new to the new to the people who are new to the hobby big time Um, i am your surrogate for that because i am that's that's me kind of yeah i don't want to talk to guys like me i'm already talking to guys like me about you know, older stories, all the Jack Kirby stuff on the demon, maybe mm-hmm. all the new, new gods. Uh, you know, I want to, I want to talk to the person who hasn't read comics, who isn't steeped in all this kind of stuff. Uh, doesn't know what's currently going on with Spider-Man and Batman and Superman. 
Uh, and number two. Yeah, if you're that, out there, reach out. Um, you, oh, yeah. You, yeah you can contact us at ganglionassembly at gmail.com or our other email for the other show, frankwalkerwonderhour at gmail.com. Reach out, you know. Yeah. yeah. And um, if you're new, right, you have questions, we try to help out. Yeah, there you go. We've got our Instagram tags right, right here, right? That's your Instagram? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Instagram tags. Reach out to us. Uh, yeah. Number two, the second point is that when we're making these selections, I don't think they should always necessarily be like a number one issue or a jump on a jumping on point. Uh, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important yeah. to get into uh, what is it uh, like in the middle of the story? What's that called? A media rest? Whatever Latin term that is. Uh, that I don't you know. Oh, <laughs> that's the that's the that's the uh, the trope where you enter the story in the middle of what's going on with whatever character is happening. You know? Man, my my dead language ignorance is showing. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I that's I have a degree in this shit, so <laughs> that's why I'm gonna get a little tabla, a little side table out here. Oh, yeah. well, I have a side table too. Ah. Mine's a TV tray. I, got I can put my comics here. Yeah, mine's basically it's a it's a beefed up TV tray. You know what? One thing I have to admit though, I'm gonna do this in front Sorry. of everybody, is that we picked those comics. I went in to to go uh, look, and then of course I had to get more than just those two books, so I ended up with two more. <laughs> you so crazy, maybe they should be crazy not. Yeah, <laughs> you crazy not. You know what? Um, it's important to support your local fun. comic shop. It is. It is. And we're going to, we're, that's, that's ha- definitely how I'm going to try to, you know, acquire the books, at least that we're talking about here on the show, is mm-hmm. I'm going to go to my local comic shop and pick it up off the shelf. Cause it's also something that I haven't done in a long time. Right. Um, yeah. Most of my new comics that I've, that I've bought have been trades off the internet. Yeah. So, um, so, but it's always fun to walk into the shop and I'm excited to get back to that. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, window shopping at the comic shop. You're you're gonna walk away with stuff, you know, extra stuff probably. Yeah, totally. Um, anyway, so yeah, you know, this 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 um show will evolve as we go. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Our experience in podcasting has proven. That. Yes. <laughs> so we yeah we don't make too many promises these days, right? Yeah. No, we don't. <laughs> no. We know better. We learned. Mm-hmm. As soon as we make a promise, it's not going to happen. It seems. <laughs> anyway, so Agreed. let's get into this. Um, what was your experience like <laughs> finding these books? Mm, not Just, good. Uh, yeah, not good. Um, and this goes back to to making DC, sure that we support. Oh. Yeah, this DC Blue Beetle title. Oh, by the way, that's one of the issues we got here. Is, yeah. Um, Dawn of DC, I guess this is a tie-in. It's not a tie-in. Dawn of DC is kind of the, the um, it's like an overall blanket trying to oh, okay. you know, get new customers in by saying, hey, Dawn of DC, maybe it's a jumping on point. Sure. You know, four issues in. Instead of this being, Marvel does legacy numbering. So you'll see like a four and then underneath it, you'll have the legacy number like 879 or whatever it is. Right, right. Oh, okay, so this is Blue Beetle mm-hmm. number four. Blue Beetle number four. This was Henry's selection. Not my selection. For, yeah. this, for this week. 
And um, what what drew you to this? I loved the Blue Beetle concept uh, during Infinite Crisis because I was, of course, reading Infinite Crisis at the time. Uh, I loved the movie uh, that recently came out. Yeah, I really got to watch and, it. Yeah, and I've had a, I have a few uh, Blue Beetle keys around here, and I, I don't read them or anything like that. But their first appearances of characters. Oh. Um, first, this is like his first. His first solo series back in the yeah. New Fifty Two, what two thousand twelve or something like that. So I, I, he's been on my radar, but I've never actually read anything other than his first appearance. Mm. Uh, so I figured, hey, here's the perfect opportunity to jump in on a on a title and give it a shot. Yeah, and we're just jumping right into the middle of this because they're on issue four already. But do you know anything about? Do you know anything about? Um, was there an arc? That finished in issue three, and now we're starting a new story mm, arc. Or it didn't something seem like, like it. That. it. I didn't, didn't seem like it. Didn't, didn't seem, seem like, like it. it. However, there was so much. Um, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Uh, an information information dump. Uh, you know. Well, that was my kind of a uh, criticism about DC comics as a whole, I guess, Damn, uh, modern DC comics. <laughs> when I pick up, when I pick up a Marvel comic, I'm going to get a background or like a story so far page. Oh gonna yeah. Like, it's going like to level set you. Yeah. I like he's not doing that. Or at least they didn't no. in this blue beetle. Uh, there was nothing. It just throws you into the story. Just like, I guess we did back in the nineties when we were reading this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, uh, exposition was the word exposition, I'm talking. I was yeah. thinking. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, so this book is full of exposition. <laughs> it's <laughs> Which... all exposition. No, I, it seems like the action happened maybe in issue three. It does. Yeah. This is and after. This... A, this is after a major battle. Of this is after battle. a major battle with, with this. With this red blood scarab. Blood scarab. That's right. Blood scarab. Yeah. Uh, hey, so hey, should we hey, read the premise or the solicitation? Here's a question I have before we go into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to spoil? Are we going to talk about the Ooh, thing? Heavy we, what are we going to? Okay. All right. Heavy spoilers. Heavy Fine, spoilers. Heavy, cool. heavy spoilers. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Why not? We'll talk about the whole story. So that warning, don't have to, Yeah. There's a warning in advance. This is always going to have heavy spoilers because I don't like censoring myself. I would fu- I would be too hard for me, and I would fuck would up. Mm-hmm. I would I would blow it completely. I've, you know what? <laughs> this reminds me of a yeah, post oops. I just did, and th- I posted uh, screenshots from the upcoming uh, Spider Woman movie. And this oh. guy commented, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, thanks for the spoiler warning, asshole!" <laughs> I'm like, what the? Well, There's yeah. screenshots from a trailer. Do you not watch trailers? And if you don't watch trailers, what the hell are you doing online? Yeah, it's insane. Uh, I had to I had to knock someone down online with that the other day because. Oh really? Was it a movie? Oh yeah, it was uh, Fire in the Sky. Someone posted some like fan artwork post poster artwork oh. for the movie Fire in the Sky with DB Sweeney fucking down on that bed all sucked in plastic uh, and a fucking alien. It looked real cool. But someone comes in and was like, oh, it's real spoilery, isn't it? You know, <laughs> for a fucking twenty year old movie or at more than that. It's a 30-year-old said, movie, isn't it? I said half the goddamn trailer that came out in the 90s showed this stuff. <laughs> the 90s! It was, it was in the trailer. Like, an uh, asshole. 
<laughs> uh, people, you just just do a little research before. You right. <laughs> exactly. Song. song. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, but uh, so the exposition, I am happy it's here in a way because I don't know what's going on and I need this information. Mm-hmm. It's a little clunky how they deliver it to me here because I could just see right through it, you know. And if you could see it, um, then that's not good exposition. Yeah, agreed. If you if you automatically know what they're doing here, it's not good. It's very formulaic. So yes, it's it like is. okay, this it's is a like resting period after the like big old, battle. It's like old Stan Lee's like every comic could be someone's voice comic kind uh-huh. of shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the mentality of it. Should we read the solicitation? It's like two sentences, I think. All right. Blue Beetle number four by DC Comics. uh, Released Tuesday, December 5th. So we just came out. Written by Josh Trujillo and art by Adrian Gutierrez, which uh, that was awesome. I I, I like the art. The artwork is pretty great. Yeah, it's Uh, a little anime face for me sometimes. That's the trend uh, right now, though, isn't it? But I I really like the color palette. It's real bright. And um, yeah, very neon cool things. Yeah, just like the movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, did you see Boo Beetle? No, I haven't yet. Oh, I recommend it. You should give it a yeah, shot. Yeah, well, once I get Here, some here's time. Here's the here's the story premise. Things start to come together after Jaime's recent trip to the tomb of Pharaoh's Ka Efri, the place where Dan Garrett, who Dan Garrett is, if you don't know, uh, the second Blue Beetle. No, that was Ted Cord. Dan Garrett was the first Blue Beetle. Uh, originally found uh, Kajida. Kajida is the name of the alien scarab. Uh, it's kind of like AI. Um, what does the blood scarab need Kaji for? And what does this mean for Jaime Reyes? Okay. I don't think that's a very good solicitation for what happens in this. It's no, it's no. Not. I read the story and I heard none of those words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, blood scarab. I knew about that, but like, uh-huh. um, they never once mentioned who did you say was the original <laughs> original Dan movie? Garrett. Dan Garrett. I don't think Dan I saw Garrett. that name mentioned in here at all. I think it was mentioned probably once uh, really? when when. Um, Man, I don't remember the exact stuff. Yeah. This whole thing was exposition. And when you yeah, get that much over, exposition. They're giving you so many names when, of people. Yeah. They're giving you so many names of people that you're not seeing in this exposition. So it's yeah. just, I, why am I, how can I remember this stuff, you know? And then, I, yeah. you know, I got this, this, um, I guess there are these alien characters that are called. Mm-hmm. There's what a couple of, they? I think they're alien oh. organizations. I don't think they're species. Oh, um, is that right? And I get that because of the Young Justice storyline that they did about Blue Beetle. Did you ever watch that Young yeah. Justice cartoon on HBO Max or whatever they're called? I don't think now? so. No. It's really good. It's, it gets more adult as the seasons go on. So uh, I'm not saying like it's got nudity or anything like that, but there's definitely some adult themes in the storylines that they're using and definitely adult language. But there's a, Basically, what it boils down to is that the the scarab itself was a weapon developed by this uh, alien organization called the Reach, who used that to conquer worlds and do the basic bad guy shit. Uh, the other race that's mentioned here, or I don't know if it's a race or an organization, Horizon. but it's the the Horizon, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, apparently people, they've been... people say things like it's one of those horizon, as if yeah. it's a horizon is a thing or a person or a species or a species. I don't know. And why isn't know. it pluralized? I guess she do you pluralize horizons? <laughs> I guess she can't have <laughs> multiple horizons. That's impossible. Right, fish, fish situation, fish, fishes. No, it, it's like you can only <laughs> have one horizon. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. Are they? Is that an alien race or are they? It seems like an alien race, and there's some kind yeah. of romantic involvement with Jaime. Yep. Hmm. Um. Overall, it's um, setting up. It's setting up a lot of fun stuff. I mean, by the up, end, yeah. I'm pretty intrigued by. Well, you know. Also, like the conflict of a superhero having to go and kill the bad guy is kind of old and tired for me. Yeah, that whole debate uh, or the that conflict, that struggle. Like, I don't know. Struggle. Once you kill a man, you'll never. It'll yeah. change you forever. He's yeah. like, I gotta do it. You know, I don't know. <laughs> that old. is the Starfire I remember, though. Very corny. Very um, yeah. Boy Scout or Girl Scout in this case. Wait, who the uh, hell is Starfire? Starfire, yeah. They, they, they want DC wanted you to make sure that you understood that? that this was part of the overall DC universe, the mainline DC universe. So they throw in a character from another popular title. Uh, Marvel used to do that all the time with Wolverine and Spider Man and Punisher and Ghost Oh, Rider. is that okay? I know. Is that this? <laughs> is that this hair girl? That's Hair Girl, yeah. Starfire's been around <laughs> since, what, the 70s, 80s? Yeah, okay. I've heard the name for sure. I, I don't yeah. think I've ever read any books with her in it. Oh, basically and, she's and, an exiled alien princess who is a superhero ever, on Earth. I don't think they ever gave her a name here. So, I, No, Zeomar. Is that I'm her name? I'm talking about Starfire. I, maybe Starfire I'm confused. Cory. Uh, um, um, I remember her name. Corey, her sister's Blackfire. Um, she was in Titans on HBO Max. Uh, Young Justice, I think she made some appearances in there. This oh, yeah, that girl. woman. I don't know who those two hair, people are. With the fizzy hair that's all over the place? I was calling her Hair Girl. I think her name hair is Zeomar yeah. or something. Oh, no, that's a... Yeah, yeah, okay. I knew like that was going to come up in conversation, too. Her name is... Um, that's not an alien name. She's hanging out, she, not with um, Yomara. It's I think it's pronounced Yom, Yomara. Mara. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna Google it. That that might be like um. What's this word right here? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a Spanish name. It's a name. Yomara. It, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I didn't know who that was. Um, where, where, what's going on in this town that they're living in? Are they under some kind of surveillance? She mentions she's so tired of these damn cameras watching us 24-7. And there are drones everywhere. Where is this? It's I don't know. That I, that I did not. Alien city or something? No, that's not, it's not an alien city. It's, it's DC's equivalent of Miami. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it, she, it, that was the setting before? of the Blue Beetle movie. Oh. And it was in... And it was an infinite crisis too. Uh, just like Metropolis Pal- is is um, Pal- Palmera City, Palmera City. It's in Texas too. 
Palmera City, oh, Texas. Really? <laughs> yeah, in story, it's in Texas. I remember that part um, from something else, not from this comic. Um, but she is the Yellow Beetle. She's of El Salvadoran descent. She's a school teacher fused with a Horizon Scarab. And her first appearance was in... Oh, Blue Beetle graduation day number one. So I've got it here somewhere. That's cool. So there's... Graduation day was awesome. They're setting up this um, villain. I don't know much about him, but um, he's a scorpion. (laughs) The Blood Scarab? (laughs) I couldn't tell if, if in this panel they were showing me that whoever this character is is a scorpion and then morphs into this guy, you know, the artwork. Oh yeah. 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 It leads it's hard me to, to tell. believe that the guy was a scorpion. Mm-hmm. And then those he panels are confusing. Yeah. Morphed up out of being a scorpion to be whoever the fuck this guy is. <laughs> his, the, his name is Paco. But I think I'm wrong. Us. I think they're just showing me a scorpion because they're doing, they're doing a setting. Oh, Oh, okay. You could kind of, Okay, I was confused. You can kind of see the scorpion. He's just a scorpion walks up. You think nothing of it. Oh, a normal sand bank, mm-hmm. and then a hand j- pops out and knocks the scorpion off the sand. And that's a that's a trope in cinema, isn't it? Yeah, Having, it is. Like, some sure. kind of yeah, they did some little animal the like Jedi sniffing or... around. Little yeah, and then boop yeah. yeah. Um. Well, so whoever oh, this guy is, he the blood scarab. Blood Scarab or Blood Beetle. He's referred to a couple of things. And he apparently he's been around. The character himself really? has been around uh, since Jaime Reyes' first appearance in Infinite Crisis 3. Um, and then he became the new Scarab in apparently that New 52 series that I just showed you. Oh. The, Blood, uh, the Blue Beetle New 52 run. Yeah. I read, I read quite a few 52 titles actually, but I, I didn't read that one. His name is... Um, Javier Basualdo. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving uh, on. in his run. Blood Scarab. Oh, yeah, here it is. There was a solicitation for it in September, and it just came out. Um, yeah. Overall, um, yeah. Like, it was, it was a, I think it's a good read. If you're new to comics, I think it would be um great <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely this feels like a good okay jumping on point like mm-hmm. i whip i mean the exposition was heavy and apparent it hit me upside the face but mm-hmm. but it did the trick it did the work for it me the, yeah it did it did its part. job it's a typical I, issue for i think by the end of it i had a pretty good idea of who all these characters were and what their relationships were and what's about to happen right it's a basic setup in um that that uh, the hero's journey trope Mm -hmm. you know that first major loss from the character and how he grows from it yeah now i don't know about ted cord's sister here so ted cord's sister is a character Mm -hmm. she's she's also the the main antagonist in the movie she's played by susan sarandon Oh, really? Cool. Is she like a Lex Luthor type? Like a business yes. tycoon? Business tycoon, evil sometimes, apparently. And in this case, she's yeah. not as evil as who Jaime is fighting, so they need to team up. The friend of... I'm the enemy uh, of my... 
They did a good job. They did a good job with her evilness. Well, first of all, her glasses are evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could you could have evil Red sunglasses, flag. and she's Red got flag. them. Yeah, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I feel like somehow with sunglasses, the smaller the lens, the more evil. <laughs> oh no, John Lennon! <laughs> oh, oh yeah, well, he's burning in hell. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's roasting. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also. She gets these flowers in the beginning, and she she wants to just dispose of them. And she actually to do that, she promptly pulls out a giant flamethrower from under her, her under her board meeting table that is there for Never some mind. reason. I'll get rid of them. And just like blast the fuck out of these flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, um, they set that up pretty well. I like. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean it, it's pretty straightforward. It is, and I think just like the Blue Beetle movie, um, if you're familiar with the culture, I think you'll get some of that too because there are some family interactions there in the beginning. That's the one part I'm kind of lost on here. Mm. Oh what no, part? I mean, I mean, like, well, I mean, like, who some of these people are and who their what their histories are. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm lost to you. I'm lost too, but oh, but the great scene with in the restaurant where he's mopping the floor, and then super clean because Tia, he's Tia, someone, okay. what's her name? Is Tia? Yeah, and Tia could be um, literally his aunt or friend of of the family. Named, named Tia. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's Tia's you know aunt. It translates to aunt, your mother's yeah. sister or your, aunt, your father's right? sister. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, by the way, how about uh, uh, um, right, in the, yeah. right in the middle? You, uh, it, it, it really smacked me in upside the head with this tribute to Keith Giffen, mm-hmm. famous in, uh, comic oh, writer. Yeah, it was it was um, pretty beautiful to read. Actually, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a agree. cool splash page with like uh, Keith and all the characters that he's famous for. And then just all these quotes about how great he was from De Mateus, uh, you know, Dan Jurgens, Mark Wade, Jim Lee, Jeff Lemire, Dan DiDio. It's pretty touching. Anyway. Yes. I like that. I like that they take the time and the page pages to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Even at the very bottom there, sort of like in the Indicia, um, there's a art credit and then. Excuse me. Kevin McGuire. There's an art credit, yeah. And then there's a little explanation as to who these characters are. So if you're new to comics, you'll know, okay, there's Lobo, there's Ambush Bug, there's... Oh, yeah. I didn't really... I appreciate that. Yeah. Maxwell Lord is in there, too. The the guy in the suit. Yep. (laughs) Hmm. Pretty fun. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot going on here in this book. And I could tell it's setting up some fun stuff. It got by the end. You set up um, the way. Well, I'm sure this was set up for me at least as being a new reader. I'm sure this was set up previously, but, but um, she doesn't like Blue Beetle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I found out by the end. <laughs> yeah, Cord, whatever her name is, Mrs. Cord. I think that's the only time she was referred 
in Mrs. this. Court. I forgot what her first name is. Susan Sarandon. That's what we're going to call her. Brenda and Miss Cord. I don't think her, yeah, maybe her assistant, her uh, Mercy. She's Brenda, the Lex Luthor's Mercy. Oh, yeah, right. They're always redheads, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Poor redheads. They really get shit on. When are they going to stop being the villains of everything? <laughs> There's another, there was another trope in there, too. I thought it was kind of cheesy, but uh, the when huh. when Boo Beetle is, is meeting Miss Court there in that scene, the first time yeah. you see him, he's coming down off. with the wings and the sun behind him and the he looks so cool. lens flare. Yeah. <laughs> that lens flare effect that, uh, you know, like the J.J. Abrams. Right. Movie. <laughs> would you pick up issue five um i don't know <laughs> i wouldn't i don't think so i, I feel like I, I feel like it, you know if, if this was so kind of cookie cutter then probably the next one will be as well and right. i know um, blue beetle's gonna win at the end too <laughs> yeah 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 too. yeah too much and this goes back to these stories being really unoriginal you know they're just plugging in names into an existing template of a story kind of and feels then spreading like it out through six issues mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this definitely i mean it's exposition but it also kind of feels like filler um yeah I, I mean like like it's like it's necessary i guess it's necessary to progress the story but it could have been done so many different ways and not just like in conversations, in scenes that just have conversation, and that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the problem. The problem. The exposition is so clear when you just, you know, you pull yourself away from like a conversation that two people are having, and it's like you just think like they would not be having this conversation because these people would already know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just that's the kind of exposition that bothers me. It's like it's sort of like the, I can't even give a good example. I wish I had made some little notes. I should have put some <laughs> post-it notes in this. I'll do, I'll do that That's on a go forward. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Working on some kinks. Um, but yeah, you know, I like Blue Beetle as a character. I think he's fun, but there's nothing, nothing too special here. No, nothing. I could. It, this could have been Batman. Uh, this could have been Robin. This could have been Spider Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, character swap, and you're good to go. <laughs> See, and the books that I enjoy um, on a regular basis, well, I did when I was buying comics on a regular basis, were things that skipped this. As soon as I saw an issue like this, I was dropping the title. Finally, at the end, there's a there's a little editor's note. Um, uh-huh. When Miss Cord says, our beloved uncle was murdered in an act of senseless violence. Then the same thing happened to our father, killed by a bunch of outsiders and pretenders. First of all, Jaime knows that that all this happened. Why would she be saying it like that to him? Like, nobody Mm -hmm. talks like that. That's exposition. Hardcore. They're talking to us. They're talking to me, the new reader. I'm just like dumping this information on me while, you know, but anyway, so the editor, there's an editor's note that says for more about dead chords, check out blue beetle number two from 67 and forever evil number one. 
Um, I'll have to, I have Forever Evil in a box somewhere. I'll have to go dig that out and see. It made me want to read that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I'll have to go check that out. Blue anyway. Beetle Two from 1967. That wasn't even a DC comic at the time. That could that was a like Charlton or whatever. Charlton me. Yeah. Blue Beetle. Who had Blue Beetle? Was it Charlton? Charlton. Yeah. Charlton, yeah. and then Charlton had a second banner that they used to reprint Blue Beetles. Um, they were Milestone, I think. It, no, not Milestone. It was something else. I don't know. Not mm. Anyway, uh, in the very back, there's a there's a solicitation <laughs> for. Batman Santa Claus, Silent Batman Night. Batman Santa Claus, you know. Seems pretty cool. And I was I, I didn't notice at first, but I was like, oh, Santa Claus is like a like a character that's beating people up or something. I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> uh Jeff Parker wrote it. And um Jeff Parker, yeah. That, Jeff that, Parker that was, of, was that Sweet Tooth? Uh yeah. Right? Uh American comic book writer. Let me just do a quick search here oh he did some flash gordon work some modern flash gordon work oh he wrote batman 66 that's right that's why i know the name yeah i was like i know that name so maybe i'd pick that up but then it says four issues four uh, issues <laughs> are they 4.99 each <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> starting in december so i guess i guess maybe the first issue of this is out on shelves right now um it does involve Krampus, which I'm getting fucking so sick of Krampus. <laughs> I ser- seriously. It's I like everyone like found that. out that Krampus was a thing and just went fucking all in on horror. Krampus. Here's a, here's a reason to, to make a horror holiday movie. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. It's fun, but like, can't yeah. we do something else? <laughs> Why does it always have to be Krampus now? I'm sick of Krampus. Anyway. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Are we closing the closing? I think we could close the book on Blue Beetle Four. I am not picking up Blue Beetle Five. Yeah, I don't think so. They've got, they've got to blow my mind, and they've got to they've got to like break the internet for me to pick up another Blue Beetle title in this run. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the cover is like love. It's called "Love Blooms as Doom Looms." That's and, like um, a. That, is there it, was it's not- all, Almost like a gone, gone with the Wind poster. Oh, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> but yes, it sort of is with them silhouette mm-hmm. getting ready to kiss in the background. But this relationship didn't really interest me either because I didn't even know that there was a relationship until at the end of their conversation, they like kiss or something like that. Right. But I, don't, I don't really know. Meh. Meh. Moving on. I would give that a meh. It's a meh. <laughs> My selection <laughs> for this week was Creep Show uh, Holiday Special Issue One, twenty twenty three. Um, I picked this because it's Creep Show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I figured. And also, it's Christmas time, and those, those are pretty much the two reasons. <laughs> It doesn't go beyond that. I saw it. It was like, oh, creep show. That's for me. <laughs> I love horror. And also I love, I'm not just do I love like horror movies and creep show the movie, but I love um, the old horror anthology comics just in general. Like okay. eerie, creepy. Um, Ice Cream Man is one of yeah, the more. Yeah, I haven't got in, I haven't got into that yet, but I'd Watch really it. like to. Yeah, I really want to. I really want to. one sold a little while ago. Um, 
Really oh, you could you could buy those trade paperbacks for like ninety nine cents. <laughs> yeah, it's so cheap. Yeah. yeah, so I should go pick some of those up. You're right. Um, <clears throat> but it's Christmas, so we're doing a Christmas story. Um, holiday special issue one. Why do they put issue one on there? They're not going to come out with another one. Is it because twenty twenty four they plan on doing Creep Show holiday special and calling it issue two? I think what would uh, they leave that kind of open because if it takes off, if this thing blows up and people, you know, have a demand for it, I bet they'd rush out an issue too at some point. Maybe even if if they were like, "Oh, we don't give a, f- we want Christmas themed horror all year round," they'd be like, "Sure." Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's sold out and it's like third or fourth printings on those, yeah. But I see a lot of one shots too. There was a Batman one shot that I had uh, recently. Uh, Maybe it's and just it had another thing, issue like one. you mentioned, they just like putting ones on covers. They just like putting ones on things. Uh, you know, I've seen that in comic book documentaries over and over and over again about, you know, it's, it's been a thing. You always put an issue one, it's always going to sell more than any other issue. And I mean, story-wise, it could be issue 305, you know? Yeah. So this was a $3.99 book. Um, awesome price, by the way. Uh, I love it when they're three ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. I love them better when they're two ninety nine. We've got Daniel Krause, Jonathan Wyshak, James Asmus, Letizia Condonizzi. None of these names of which I recognize. I do. Do you? Um, Yes. Uh, Daniel Krause uh, is – he's a German um, uh, writer, and I think he does more than – than just comics. Uh, I think he did a movie as an IMDb entry for a movie that he wrote, and it's uh, a German movie, of course. Hmm. Uh, Letizia is the current artist on a very popular book called House of Slaughter. It's a spinoff of Something's Killing the Children. Yeah, sure. So it's written by Tinian, James Tinian, and she's the artist on that. Um, those House of Slaughter, especially the first couple of issues, uh, were very popular. Well, I wasn't. I didn't love her artwork in this issue per no. se. Um, no, I like the story it, in that. It's not that. It's not that she's bad. I think it's just the style itself. I'm just mm-hmm. not thrilled with. It's not bad, you know. It's just not my style, I guess. Anyway, um, what else did I want to say about this cover? I don't know, but can oh, we talk about the ads in this book? Skybox. <laughs> How long has Skybox been involved in comic? Um, publication. When I th- hear, see Skybox, I think of Skybox. I think of trading. Uh, where are you seeing Skybox? I see Skybound. Well, just, are you talking about Skybound? Oh, Skybound oh, okay. is a fairly recent thing. I guess That's, I'm getting um, those two things confused. Yes, yes. Skybox is a famous. Uh, well, I know them from their tr- sports cards. Uh, yeah, and trading cards. Yeah, trading cards. Skybound, okay. on the other hand, That's is not the, this. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, Image, yeah, just for for new people who don't understand what we're talking about, uh, Image is like an overall umbrella to these different studios. So, you know, you've got extreme, you had Extreme Studios, that's been all, all, you know, sold off by now. Uh, You had Wildstorm Studios, which was bought by DC, and that's why Jim Lee's leading everything over there. Um, McFarlane has, I think it's McFarlane Studios. Uh, and in this oh, case, Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman, yeah, Robert Kirkman, Invincible, and The Walking Dead fame, the creator of those two very popular titles in all of media, uh, has his own imprint. He he's the only other, I mean, he's the only comic creator that was asked to join the Big Six when the Six were a thing. At Image, 
Um, he's the current president, I think, of Image Comics, if I'm not mistaken. He's, he's high up there. Chief Operating Officer. Okay, Chief Operating Officer. COO. Damn, that guy makes money. But mm-hmm. um, he's he's really he's got these um, he's picking up licenses. So he's doing the not doing he's like overall just overseeing the Transformers comics that Image just picked up, the GI Joe comics that Image just picked up, uh, mm-hmm. and then they're branching off. They've got this whole and that's the solicitation I wanted to talk about in this was the Energon universe. Uh, it's it's the it, all these Transformers and the GI Joe stories are all taking place on the same at the same time on the same planet on the same. Oh, oh I wanted to talk about that a little later because at the end of this book we're going to get hit with some get into that. Mads, yeah for that. It's so good too. <sighs> that's cool. I, yeah, um, but yeah, this is a Skybound production here. Well, that's cool. Oh, there's another license too. They got the Creep Show license and they're doing these. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Now, this when this series was reintroduced, it just came out. When did when did Creepshow come out? A couple months. Oh, uh, right? there are three issues in. So it's been oh, three okay, it's like a month. Three yeah. issues in. Issue four comes out this month, and I think it's next week. I'm glad I got this because when it first came out, I really wanted to start collecting it, but I never got out to get them. So I'm glad I'm jumping in now. You can still get issue uh, one, I think. Um, probably, it's not probably. a it's not a very expensive title. It may have jumped up a little bit in price, maybe a couple bucks. But I should have paid more attention when I was at the mm-hmm. shop to what else was on the shelves. But I really just honed in on the two titles that that I mm-hmm. that we were head hunting. <laughs> and I just oh no, I browsed. Out. I I spent my I, I took my time much. in there. I talked to the owner. Yeah. Uh, about well, CBC. I <laughs> well, I made a big mistake and I brought my three year old child with me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So I had I had my toddler with me for a little comic shop outing, but um, he was seeing all kinds of stuff that he would like to get, like um, oh, he was seeing Mario all over the place. And, oh um, yeah, he didn't want to take no for an answer that day, so we were having some problems. Oh, <laughs> it was hard for me to focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was kind of you know he sat down hard in the middle of the floor in the comic shop. And just tried to. <laughs> no, yeah, I've been wanting to take my niece to a comic shop. And I'm like, no, she's five. I don't think she's old enough. Yet. She's not going to take no for an answer when she sees something. Yeah, unless she can go in and get them something, I guess. <laughs> anyway, well, it, yeah, but that, until you pick something that's like a hundred dollars, and you're like, no, nah, you oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So I didn't, I didn't notice um, if there were any other issues on the on the rack. That's probably for the best too, because you probably would have ended up with a lot more comics than just those two that you were focused on. No, I didn't have any money. Oh, <laughs> okay, that'll do it. That'll do it. It was literally impossible. Yeah. <laughs> well, for next time. <laughs> anyway, so Creep Show Special. It mm-hmm. has two stories. I don't know. It's something about that. Just opening the page and saying, "What? Only two stories?" That was like my initial knee jerk reaction. I was wrong, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that was my initial knee-jerk reaction. I guess I just expected at least three or more. Uh, yeah, I found that out when I went to the the what do they call that at the beginning? A table of contents. Yeah, right. You put the, a table of contents in a comic book; it's great. Yeah. Um. So, which they usually do in in anthology or multi uh, multi story issues. Um. So we've got Christmas Nan is the first story. And the second story is called Package Thieves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
op- the first splash page of Christmas Man is pretty great. And um, I always like seeing the creep, you know? Mm-hmm. The creep is fun. I like his puns. He's so punny, you know? Oh. All, all of these horror um, anthology hosts are super punny. But he yeah, says, deeper. <laughs> it reads, Merry Creepmas, my busy little hells. It's your favorite ghoul <laughs> with a sickening stocking stuffer that'll put a grin on the faces of my gruesomest grinches. Dig your Santa Claus into the jingle bell schlock that I call Christmas Man. Pretty fun. Hey, I, I didn't know how to tell you this. I didn't want to tell you this before when we selected the comic, but I've never seen Creep Show. I'm just going to hit in stream right here. <laughs> this over. <laughs> I know I'm missing Henry, out and Henry I know I should to, but... Henry has to take some time and reflect and go reevaluate his life <laughs> he's, not, he's not healthy uh-uh. so we're out of here <laughs> okay well we're, we're going to have to solve that problem I think Okay. watch party? watch uh, party do you, I mean how, do you like um, horror anthology are there any other horror anthologies that stick out in your um, I was really big on Masters of Horror when that was on Showtime. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that was fantastic series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, oh, creep, well, as far as horror anthologies go, Creep Show is cream of the crop. Besides Masters of Horror, the only other anthology horror movie I think I've seen since I've been an adult, um, and I can remember this stuff, has been the one that we watched, uh, Cat's Eye. Oh yeah, for Frank Walker. <laughs> Yeah, not as good as Creepshow. Show. No, you do like okay. Stephen, you, you are into Stephen King, though, generally, right? Generally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. Well, oh, God, I mean, you at least have to watch it for his performance as Jordy Verrill. Oh, that's right. Holy fuck. It's one <laughs> of the best things ever. He is fantastic. And this is this is at peak Stephen King? It is. It's 82, oh, okay. I think. Oh, shit. <laughs> So it's it's peak Stephen King. It's, it's peak, peak Coke Dub Stephen King. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is like there's a Coke budget in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Anyway, oh, um, you don't have to have seen that movie to enjoy this book because they're that's anthologies, true. and that's what I. Well, this is one of the things I appreciate about anthologies, is that you don't need any kind of, <laughs> you know, um, there are no prerequisites <laughs> for enjoying this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The first story, Christmas Man, um, I really liked it. It was fun. The artwork is fantastic. The artwork is Oh, by man, I fell in love with John, that art as soon as I turned the, the John, yeah. page. Jonathan Wayshack. Jonathan Wayshack, who's new to me, um, but I really tall. like this, this style. It's kind of a sketchy, hard-edged... Um, Hash, hash marked kind of, kind of style. That's really fun. Yeah. I, so I, yeah, the story in, in Christmas, man, it's a little girl and they're getting ready for Christmas and she's got her family over for a holiday party and her older cousins who look to be about maybe in their late teens or so, I'd say mm-hmm. maybe they're all about 16, um, are all harassing her about Santa Claus and her beliefs and they're telling her fake stories, you know, making her scared mm-hmm. about stuff. Christmas. Cause they're assholes. Cause they're assholes and they're big assholes. Yeah. They're enormous assholes. Also, 
what six, 17 year old treats their like five year old sibling this way? Like, you know, <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's messed up. It's really messed up. I, I, yeah, very. Yeah. Usually, uh, you know, siblings closer in age will bicker and fight and call each other, you know, assholes and whatever. But if it's a more than 10 year gap, you know, you got to be some sick fuck to rip on this little kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. But she looks like she takes it like a trooper, though, you know? She was putting her foot down. Oh, yeah. Uh, and... There wasn't no, like, there was a little bit of cowering there, but it wasn't like she was a helpless little girl. She had an attitude to her from the very beginning. Oh, sure. The and then she she ends up scheming against them. Yeah. In the end. Um, yeah. They, they eventually... And you could tell they're kind of making it up as they go along, but they eventually tell her the story of Christmas Man. Christmas Man. One thing before we go into the story, oh. the art, it's very Sam Keith. Sam Keith, good, mm-hmm. yeah. Very kind Sam of, Keith, yeah. the Max and, and early Marvel stuff, Sandman issue number one. Sure, early Todd McFarlane, maybe a yeah, little bit. Yeah, looks early Todd McFarlane. He's got a... He's got a, a Facebook page. Man, this guy is talented. Not a Facebook, uh Instagram page. Um, so, well, what's his what's his Instagram name? His Instagram name is uh Wayshack. At Wayshack? Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. it is um instead of uh an S, it's a dollar sign. Okay. Um that's another thing with this series. Um normally if I'd picked up a comic and I didn't recognize a name. I'd I'd be looking these names up and doing some research and trying to figure out what they had done before. But for these, I don't want any of that to weigh in on my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to look at after the fact. That's right. I'm going. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read the story first. I'm going to avoid looking up who what I don't know about and just see if I can just see what the comic itself does for me Mm -hmm. without any outside knowledge. (laughs) You know. Anyway, that's a goal. this was a good one. They made up Christmas Man, which I, earlier I was just talking about how I'm getting fucking sick of Krampus. Why can't you just do something new? Christmas Man. Perfect. Bring me Christmas Man story. I don't want another Krampus story, okay? <laughs> you know Christmas what I'm saying? Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm uh, accepting Christmas Man already with open arms. <laughs> that monster looks crazy. But I'm keeping my, keeping my, feet, keeping my feet away from him, though. Yeah. yeah, he's a cool monster. So they make up this story about um, a, a Christmas man who hates Santa Claus and wants to eat Santa Claus, um, but he can't get to him because Santa is a recluse. Yeah, that's – oh, that's the reveal right there. The reveal, the last page, yeah. Yeah. I, Santa Claus is a super recluse except on Christmas Eve when he has to go deliver presents, and that's when Christmas man will be chasing him around the world. To drink Santa's blood, right? Yeah, to eat Santa and drink his blood or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Christmas Man also um, needs stockings. And they say, he says, he also lost all his toes to frostbite. So he has yeah. weird feet that fit these weird shaped stockings. Have you ever wondered why stockings are so bizarrely shaped? It's because they need to fit the foot of, the toeless foot of Christmas Man. Yeah. Where making up all this stuff, socks? Yeah. She's getting she's getting kind of scared, but she's really trying not to believe them. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone goes to bed, and she's like, "I'll I'll prove to you." I don't know exactly know. If she's trying to 
set them up or prove to them that they were wrong and Christmas Man doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But she goes and removes all the stockings from... Oh, because the in the lore that the teenagers made up, they said, and if Christmas Man can't find stockings when he comes into your house to put on his feet to warm up his cold feet, then he will take your toes. He will eat your toes. Cripple you like he's crippled, right? He'll make your feet look like his and they say Yeah, in the night in the night when everyone's sleeping, um she goes and snags all the all the stockings from the fireplace. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She says, I'll show those meanies. They can't scare me. And in the art, when they're telling this story in the art, what it's showing is like these little panels that are, uh, you know, just just kind of showing you what these kids are describing, and they're you know written in oh yeah, they marker. Like like, uh huh. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, they're, they're just colored in in marker, very childlike drawings. Yeah, it's as if a, a child was. I like that that uh, idea. Yeah, yeah. It's all, which which it's all really. Yeah, and it, it really plays into like, oh, they're they're riffing and they're kind of making this up off the top of their heads as they go along, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you see, they have a cool drawing of what Christmas Man looks like here. <laughs> I think that other drawing is a lot cooler. <laughs> well, yeah, this is what he looks like. Um, what else? Yeah, so. Um, it's paced well. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the page, the page turn reveals are good and in a good spot. You know, mm-hmm. where it's surprising to turn the page and see, oh, you know, <laughs> it's like a, you notice that on the title scare in a comic. Yeah, yeah, the page turn. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but you notice that uh, the the first page on the title, not the title page, but the one that's introducing the story, has no panels. Everything oh, yeah. else is paneled out, um, you know, yeah, it's somewhat sort of, it's sort organized. Of this like collage kind kind of thing. Yeah, very much like right. just um, like it's everything's kind of melded together. No, no borders. It's great. Anyway, it's a good one. It's nice and it has it has a good shock at the end. And they even gave Christmas Man his own logo. <laughs> Where did I miss that? Where's that? Yeah, they mentioned oh, it a, a couple of times. And look, there's a word balloon there that even when they mentioned the name Christmas Man on the word balloon. Oh, yeah, I see. Okay. It's the logo that's on the title page. Yeah, there there it is. Yeah. Christmas Man yeah. with the little holly the, berries around it. The holly, yeah. Okay. Um, I would continue to read stories about Christmas Man. Yeah, if this was a series... Uh, maybe like a six issue series. Who would be awesome? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would. I would like to hear a little bit, flesh out a little more lore on Christmas Man. Mm-hmm. Didn't somewhere they say like Christmas Man will be back or something? Um, I think that was more of like um, to scare the reader. Scare the reader. Yeah. I see. It's a, as for Christmas Man. Don't worry if you missed him. This year, he'll be back chomping around the Christmas tree before you know it. A I, wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was like a solicitation for they're actually working on new stories or not. I'm sure they got a positive reaction from this. That they Skybound and Robert Kirkman would not hesitate to green light. Well, you got a positive reaction from me. It's fun. And I yeah, yeah, see- two thumbs up. 
I would just like to see Christmas Man pop up somewhere again, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I appreciate that they're not using the, 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 the. I mean, I keep going back to this art style, but it's great, man. The art, yeah. of the story, is fantastic. Uh, it's not that. I mean, there are those those big eyes and stuff like that, but it's not very anime at all that you're seeing in other comics, like we just saw in Blue Beetle. I like the splatter ink effect to show this, the gore. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's this guy spent some time on these. He had to have spent some time on them. Yeah, masking shit off and splattering. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the cross hatches. There's, there's yeah. cross hatching everywhere to show shadow. Mm-hmm. It really gives it good, really good awesome. like. Yeah, makes it tangible, you know, almost. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, there's a cool, there's a cool um, ad for Skybound. And oh, image. the Dracula and series! Back Universal Monsters. They're doing mm-hmm. Universal Monsters comics, and I'm super excited about that. There's looks like they're starting out with Dracula. So they're on issue now. three now, I think. I but think this is different from. This is different from monster comics, though, which were happening in like the 80s and the 90s. You know, monster right. comics. Mm-hmm. Kind of confused me because even their logo is the same. It's like in a rectangle. Like I, I swear that. Those mon- I'd have to dig some out, but those like monster comics also know. said monster in like a rectangle with I don't know. <laughs> they specifically call out the fact that this is the Universal Dracula Universal and Bram Stoker. Yeah, yeah. Um, so which means that tells me there's a Frankenstein series coming up, and I'm more than sure that um, it's also going to be under this banner. Sure. Dra- yeah. Oh. Creature, mummy, stuff oh. like that. Anyway, yeah, I hear this is a good series though, and with James Tinian writing it. Oh, yeah, James okay. Tinian. Second story is called Package Thieves. Interesting. What did you think? What did you think I, of this one? Um, I thought it was interesting. I think there's a lot of holes in the story though. Mm. Um, because it just seemed like kind of like out of nowhere, all of a sudden. It's just these two people that are randomly porch pirates. Um, and then they, they, you know, steal the wrong package from the wrong house. And then it just keeps on happening. And then there's a unnamed unseen killer. And then the story ends. Yeah. The, that's where the hole is. I think is like, who is this shadowy killer mm-hmm. and how, how did they start this whole thing or, you know, how did the first package get on the first porch? Or get stolen from the first porch, yeah. Well, she stole it from the first And what's porch. the relationship between these two characters, too? I didn't I think they're, quite grasp I think that. They're, I think they're, like, lovers. Are they you lovers? Mean the, Are they sisters? The Are they friends? Yeah, no, yeah I, the two. I, yeah. I think they're set up as, like, a uh, couple. Mm. I think they're, like, wife and wife something is that what you call them <laughs> i think so yeah i think anyway it doesn't really matter it doesn't play into the, what's happening in the story too much um but it seems like they live together like they show them in in an apartment or something together mm-hmm. looks like it's theirs and they fight like they're a couple yeah <laughs> and they argue like they're a couple mm-hmm. so um they're a couple it's like this girl and her girlfriend or whatever and um it starts out it's I like the pacing. You know, it starts out um seemingly innocent with this girl who you couldn't possibly suspect would be stealing packages and she 
leans on that fact. She knows that she is, um, you know, not suspicious looking. Right. Right. And they play, they play into that to their advantage, and it turns out, oh yeah, she is a package. I'm uh well, her first one when they when she's approached by the neighbor, uh, you know, I'm the cousin. I'm just I had some stuff mailed here because I don't trust my neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's 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 uh that's very well put together. Yeah. Uh, the art just came, kind of seems a little rushed, a little flat. Yeah, flat. It's, it's rushed. Some of these There's people don't detail. even have faces. Yeah. There's no faces. And <laughs> then faces the, the, in the background there. The just like the choices that they're making here, like of just blank backgrounds or giant doors, it's just kind of flat, like you mentioned. It's flat. Um but I but I get a good sense of what's going on and where everything is, I guess. I'm not I like I'm not the, lost on where we are. No, no, no. And I like the choices that they made to include text boxes instead of just all word balloons or mm. you know, thought balloons. To make it, you know, to, so that you understand that this is a text between two people, uh, the, um, I don't know if it's the artist or the letterer, you know, use those boxes instead. So they, they they're, these two girls are porch pirates. They just steal shit off people's porches and then resell them at some kind of like street market shop that they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it like they have a booth or something. And they, they one of the boxes they open, it turns out it's got a bloody eyeball inside of it that's mm-hmm. sort of what what sets it off and it's incredible how much this girlfriend character is just totally nonplussed about it she's like yeah. whatever it's, it's probably, probably a pig probably someone pulling a prank it's probably a pig eyeball they got it at the butcher shop you know see this all the time it's literally like a bloody eyeball inside of a soaking box you know yeah um, and it's got a message on it, and they don't know if it's like a ransom or a warning or anything like that. They don't really know what's going on. I like uh, the way that they uh, colored the box red, so it's like the only red item on the entire, mm-hmm. you know, uh, panel. Each yeah, panel. the box is wrapped in red and stuff. Yeah, they're all wrapped in red. Each one um, of them, yeah. Yeah, each one of them. So it's an eye, a heart, a set of hands, mm-hmm. and then... Um, at the so one end. of the yeah, one of the girls wants to give up, but the other one, she's a fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> she sucks. I mean, both of these people are bad, but this one dark hair girl is really bad. Mm-hmm. She's terrible, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, so you can always tell that, like, oh, they're going to kill this person off because they're setting them up to be a fucking real life monster, a terrible, terrible person. <laughs> this person's <laughs> definitely getting killed later, right? Which is kind of bothersome, you know, because it's uh, it's so obvious, right? Yes. It's, like, uh, okay. it's, it's just like, you know, they never explain where these come from. And then at the last page, when you find out that the girlfriend character has been murdered and yeah. butchered, then you see like her hands are missing. Her eyeball, the eye area has all that red going down her head. Uh, yeah. The chest is open for the heart, you know. Um, like, were these done in the future and then sent back in time? And then they're all just this woman, Joy. Oh. That's the, that, that was, like, one of my main questions. It's like, where, is these, where are these organs coming from? And then all of a sudden, like, there's no explanation. It's just like, oh, there were your girlfriends all the time, except she had them when you were seeing them. 
So the person doing this is just like a jilted Amazon shopper that got their TV stolen off their porch. <laughs> right. Oh, that, yeah. Or it could be the guy who was after the robot dog. That was, but then that's he went to the future. What's, that's probably, I don't know about time travel. I think. You're... Well, where else did those, uh, those things come from? That's a good question, but I don't think. That, that, <laughs> is that, don't, time travel? that is a whole, but I don't think the answer is time oh, okay. travel. Gotcha. <laughs> There's nothing that indicates that. Anyway, it was fun. Um, yeah. I didn't really. It was a bit surprising. I didn't. I didn't know where it was going exactly. No. Um, but yeah, by the end, you feel like, well, I still don't really know enough of the ins and outs here. And that's fine. I know that's part of a horror story is to make you uncomfortable, and it did make me uncomfortable. It's just that that uncomfortableness came from confusion. Yeah, I guess so. And it's just like that works. It it also in the first story, the Christmas man has sort of the same problems. Where like, okay, you're just really like, all you're really doing is kind of like creating a shithead of a character so you could kill him off and be justified at the end. Mm -hmm. Which I bet you like ninety percent of the stories that are going to be listed in this creep show run. Or all going to have that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's how it goes in in a lot of horror anthology, though. You know. But I think that what makes good horror anthology is staying away from something like that, like poetic justice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so. Gotta go read Ice Cream Man. (laughs) Anyway. So that's that one. Porch Pirates. Porch Pirates. Would you get just a regular series? Absolutely. I would. Absolutely. Yeah. I would. Because I like I said, um and it's and and that's not based on what I'm reading here, that's based on the fact that it's an horror anthology comic and I, I can't Yeah, I mean you can't suspect that all the stories are gonna be the same, right? <laughs> I mean maybe I hope they, not. I would hope not. They're yeah. all supposed to be different. And that's one of the fun things about anthology comics. So yeah, I would definitely pick up a couple other of the series proper. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Yeah, well, if you do, let us know what mm. you think. Yeah, I will. I will. It's fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would suggest somebody buy this if you're a creep show fan or if you're a fan of holiday horror. I like ho- I like holiday special comic issues just in general. Yeah. No, I'm always buying. I'm always yeah, because partially because they're usually one shots, and I'm a one shot kind of guy. Yeah, at least that's what my wife says. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so um, so yeah, if you if you want to just have a fun Christmas themed horror read, go pick it up. Are we using the movies okay. as comics rating system? Buy it, bag and board it, uh, I, or ignore it. I don't think we need to do that. I think I think <laughs> what we should do. I think what we should do is like, if you don't have this already, go buy it. Or if you or don't go buy it. <laughs> you know, right? Doesn't that work out well enough? Yeah. We recommend you buy it, or we don't. We recommend you don't buy it. <laughs> Whatever you I want, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. yeah. Well, so. What about then we, get some, we we get some fun um, solicits for um, 
Oh, the solicit. That's right. I forgot the, about that. The Energon universe, which I think this is the first time I've seen that called out, Energon universe. They're really I, trying I, to build this thing up, aren't they? Well, re- remember when I told you that I don't buy new comics? I'll get one occasionally if it's something that yeah. I think is important enough. Transformers right. number one. I picked up Transformers number one from Skybound, an image, and I was not disappointed. That thing is uh, awesome. That first that's issue awesome. is amazing. Yeah. I well, highly recommend that. That sounds like the that's the tentpole for this giant universe that they're trying to build here. So it better mm-hmm. be fucking good. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. And I like how they're introducing these G.I. Joe characters. It's not just a G.I. Joe title. Instead, they're doing miniseries that are setting up G.I. Joe. We've got Duke here by yeah. Joshua Williamson and Tom Riley. They're advertising Cobra Commander. Also written by Josh Williamson, right? Mm-hmm. Artist Ooh. Andrea Milana. Um, that's fine. I, I, might, I would pick up issue one of Cobra Commander. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to pick that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. A sinister stocking stuffer. That's a good idea. Um, oh. I, well, I mean, first of all, don't stuff your comics in stockings because you'll damage them. Don't do that. <laughs> Depends on the stock. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, good one. All right. Those are our two picks. Yep. This week. Next week. Are we going to go over what we're going to pick, select for next week? Yeah, let's do that. I know we talked about how I was going to take some time in advance and do that. Um, so I was a little more informed, but uh-huh. I didn't take time. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have no I- idea. I had made it because I think I knew for like the last the last two weeks I've known what eventually I want to get into, and uh-huh. that was a Spawn comic. So I just picked the oh, the okay. only Spawn comic that's going to be available next week, which is the Scorched issue number twenty four. Scorched, is it? It's called Spawn Scorched. No, issue it's called it's called just the Scorched or Scorched. I don't. I don't. The the yeah that site that I'm at right now that you're displaying, which is coming mm-hmm. from LeagueofComics.com. Yep. Uh, it just says Scorched on the title. All right. All right. Well, after a devastating loss, the Scorched decide to refocus their mission and strike back at the person they feel is responsible for their recent problems. So it's a very generic <laughs> premise. Uh, I'm assuming the Scorched are different Spawn characters. Oh, uh, right. It's written by Todd McFarlane. Um, so I'm not expecting much. <laughs> But uh, Steven Segovia, man, I, I like his art. Uh, he's done stuff for Marvel, like Moon Knight, and he was on um, some X-Men. So these are books coming out on December 13th. Well, 12th and 13th, I suppose, right? The yeah, 12th and support. the 13th, yeah, yeah. Should we have talked about that beforehand just for new readers? How yeah, new mention comics that. work? Oh, okay, okay. It real quick. Uh, hold on one second. I've had problems with my throat all day. Uh, So comics, uh, DC comics, all are released on Tuesdays of every week. Marvel and independent books are all released uh, on Wednesdays. So, yeah, I've been going on Wednesdays just when everything else is is available. Yeah, yeah. Um, And gosh, if a DC book comes out on Tuesday and it's so hot that people buy it that day and I miss it, I I don't don't know. (laughs) Yeah. What am I going to well, do? Yeah, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? 
you know what? I have a feeling that like I'm not actually going to be picking too many DC books in general. Oh, really? Well, we have to make up. We have to pick up a Batman title eventually. You're right. Batman's yeah, the number one seller. You're right. Part of part of why I want to do this is so I could break into these more impenetrable stories <laughs> or seeming seemingly impenetrable. So we've got, you know, some of these some of series, the- I, you know, I'm so out of it that I don't even know a lot of these were happening. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that, I know. I'm, learning, I'm learning a lot here right now. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's you see. You picked a good one for this week, though. I will give you that. While we, while Ozzy makes his selection, let me go over some of the highlights of next week's releases. Uh, some of the stuff that calls out to me are the Blade title. Uh, I saw that. To get into Blade. Okay, I'm gonna pick it. Oh, okay. Never mind then. We're done. No, you just yeah, you just you just said that, and I was like, okay, I will pick it. That is yeah. Blade, Blade number six. <laughs> yeah, Blade number six. But Blade and his new mentor Dracula. Fucking a. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> it says Enter Dracula. Until Blade became sheriff of Vampire Nation, Dracula was his sworn enemy. Now Dracula is the only... What? Now Dracula is the only who can teach Blade what he still needs to learn about himself. Okay, come on, guys. You missed a word here. You missed one. I'm guessing one. Now Dracula is the only one who can teach Blade what he still needs to learn about himself. And how to unlock new powers of vampirism Blade didn't even know he possessed. Exclamation mark. Blade 6, but it also says here Legacy number 34. Okay. There you go with those Marvel Legacy numbers. Yeah. So is is number is this Blade and his new mentor Dracula number 6? Is that no. how it started and they've always started. Been titled that? No, it started with Blade number 1 and I remember this one specifically because Blade number 1 had a variant cover by Frank Miller. Frank Miller's been doing a lot of variants for Marvel lately and they get a lot of criticism. I'll just say that. I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. I have never read Blade in a comic book ever. Oh, really? Not yeah, even like in yeah. the 90s uh, during like the Midnight Suns event or? Nope. Oh, first, okay. time I, first time I ever even knew Blade existed was Wesley Snipes. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're in for a treat then. I do like um, some of the older Blade stuff that I've read throughout the years. I haven't read anything recent. Um, I know that he has a daughter now, and her first appearance was in a free book. I, I'm i sorry. I take that back immediately. I've read his first appearance in Tomb of Dracula, right? Isn't it Tomb of Dracula? Uh, Tomb of Dracula, out, yeah, yeah. He comes uh, out of Tomb of Dracula. So I've read some Tomb of Dracula stuff with him in it, but but I've okay. never read a Blade comic ever. Oh, wow. Yeah. So well, be if fun. you like vampires, this is going to be a pretty interesting book, I hope. 28 yeah. pages long. Good. Which doesn't that seem kind of small? That's a yeah. It should be like thirty-two, four, thirty-three, four more pages. Yeah, yeah. four or five more pages, maybe. Uh, Three ninety-nine book. Is it written by Brian Hill? I don't know. Oh, it's Artist Elena Casagrande. I don't know. I don't know any of these people. That's fun though. I don't want to know about them right now. I yeah. want to read the book and take it for what it is. Then I'll learn about them later. We'll all learn together on the next episode of Keeping Up With Comics. And we're coming back coming back next week with Blade number six and... Scorched. Say it again, Henry. Scorched. 
Spawn spinoff Scorched number what was it twenty seven? Uh, twenty. It, it, oh, get away! Ad pop up ad twenty four. Gonna have to write this shit down. I'm gonna have to write it down too, because I, I thought like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna remember this shit. No, no, nope. no, no. no. Nope. All right. So anyone who's listening, we'll be back promptly next week as soon as we get these things and read them to tell you about them. Scorched and twenty four. Okay, cool. I'm set, man. I had fun. This was great. Yeah, this is good. So, I can't wait. Step I can't in the right direction. Going. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna keep this up. So be here next time. Go <laughs> check out. No, um, search Gangline Assembly and subscribe to the feed, and you'll get this new show and Frank Walker Wonder Hour. Eventually, you get around to doing more movies as comics. Matt's Matt's awesome show, Macabre Cast. Um, it's all mm-hmm. kinds of fun. All yeah. kinds of fun will happen. So join us and hang out. And we'll talk at you next time, right? Yeah. Oh, also, if you're looking for any kind of, of comics, hit me up. Uh, Black Market Comics. That's on Instagram. It's at Black underscore Market underscore Comics. Everywhere else, if you do a Google search for Black Market Comics, I'm should be the only thing that that pops up. So mm-hmm. check me out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good call. Good call. You don't you don't say that enough. I think. I think I, I need to more often. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Till next time. Bye, everyone. Be happy. Bye.